Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. That's her story and she's sticking with it to the end. <laughs> she is going to the grave with that story. She I always think. say that. Even if it didn't happen, she might make Dre start believing it now <laughs> how much she's sticking to that What's good? What's going on? Welcome back to another episode of DX Daily. This podcast is brought to you by Hip Hop DX, and here's where we keep you updated with everything that's going on in hip hop music culture. I'm one of your lovely hosts, Asia Sky. And I'm your other host, A Dub. It is Tuesday, and you know, like how we said yesterday was Loverboy Labor Day. Mm-hmm. It was all fun, great vibes. <laughs> That's not what's happening today, okay? (laughs) A complete switch. Complete 180, all right? It's Turmoil Tuesday. That's what I'm feeling like right now. I feel that. I feel that. From Loverboy Labor Day to Turmoil Tuesday, nothing but drama and negativity. (laughs) And we not because we want it to be that way, because that's just what's happening in hip-hop music culture. All right, so 50 Cent is receiving heat right now from some insensitive posts that he put up about the death of beloved actor Michael K. Williams. Dr. Dre is out here suing his ex-wife, Nicole Young. An Eminem mural has been vandalized in Detroit. And Jay-Z and Beyonce are even catching heat right now for their new Tiffany & Co. campaign ad, which of course has that rare Basquiat painting in it. Lot to get to, so let's go ahead and jump right into it. Okay, so starting off with the death of Michael K. Williams, beloved actor. Everybody knew him from The Wire, but mm-hmm. he's done tons of just timeless roles after that. So first off, rest in peace to him. Big, not only just in the hip-hop community, in the black community, in all communities, honestly, because everybody knew him. Yeah, a complete legend. Like, I got the news someone sent to me on Instagram, and I'm like, again, you're always in denial when someone, you see a post that says he passed away, but this one I couldn't believe. I was like, really? Yeah, because we just saw him at the DMX tribute, like, Mm -hmm. going in, basically embodying DMX. Oh, yeah. He, like, completely had his energy for the DMX tribute, and then next thing you know, he's gone. And it's like, goodness, he wasn't that old. He was, like, 54. Yeah, he was young. You don't expect to hear that. When it comes to younger actors and entertainers and legends, especially ones that don't outwardly appear like they're going through a tough time, Mm -hmm. he didn't seem, when you saw him, he didn't seem like a person that had bad things going on or was struggling with anything. He just seemed like... Like he had good energy and he was a great actor. Right, exactly. It was crazy to hear. So in that same vein, I was like, oh, no, I only see this one place. Let me wait. Let me see if I see it a couple more places, see if it's mm-hmm. true. And then you see TMZ posted and all these other outlets start posting it. And you're like, man, yeah, it's probably true. 
Yeah, it was a sad day yesterday for that one. Yeah, so they found his body um, yesterday in his Brooklyn apartment, and they say it's a suspected drug overdose, which was also crazy to me because, like I said, he, he didn't appear to be struggling with that. Now, he could have been struggling with it, and we just didn't know, but he didn't appear outwardly to be struggling with that. So to hear that it was a drug overdose as well was very shocking. And somehow on the internet, everybody started saying that it was because of fentanyl. I'm not sure how accurate or not accurate that is. I didn't see that in the official reports, but if it was, that's also another crazy aspect to it. Yeah, because we hear a lot about fentanyl and everything about that with a lot of other celebrities passing away yes, from exactly. drug overdoses. It's always that fentanyl or fentanyl. So. Exactly, and people were po uh, sharing this post of what a lethal dose of fentanyl looks like. Did you see that post? I didn't see that one. So they put it next to a penny. So you you know the size of a penny. Mm -hmm. It's about one one hundredth of the size of a penny. Like oh, wow. the lethal dosage of fentanyl. They say like the size of a grain of rice of fentanyl could kill a few people. So really? like just imagine that much. It only takes that little bit to kill somebody. So if something has fentanyl in it and you don't know, that could be the end. Even if you're not addicted to drugs, even mm -hmm. if you just happen to take it, that could be the end. So Dang. just all around tragic story, but we want to remember the good things about Michael. That is everyone except for 50 Cent, apparently. So 50 <laughs> chose to um, hop online after Michael K. Williams' death was announced. And he posted about it saying, damn, if you didn't see Raising Canaan, check it out. First off, why are you promoting your show right. on the back of this man's death? That was already tasteless enough. But then he went on to say that fentanyl is no joke. Killing the clientele, R.I.P. Michael K. Williams. Now, if you don't know what he meant by killing the clientele, Raising Canaan is obviously a show about trapping, dealing drugs, how Canaan's character in power came up. 50 saying that fentanyl is killing the clientele is basically saying Michael K. Williams is a drug addict. Basically, that was what he was trying to equate him to by saying it's killing the people that are going to buy the drugs, mm -hmm. which is obviously tasteless, obviously a horrible thing to say after somebody passes away. Yeah. And this is not a few weeks or a month after it. This is the same day people are finding out. So imagine how hurt his family is. Imagine how hurt his fans and people that love him are. And this is the type of stuff that you're online saying. It's crazy, man. Yeah, that is wild. Like you said, it is tasteless. Like, how do you, a beloved actor and like a person in this hip hop world, community, black culture, mm -hmm. and just go to be like, check out Raising Canaan, my show. R.I.P. Michael Williams. Yeah. And the reason why he felt comfortable enough doing that, number one is 50 Cent. He doesn't care. True. But number two, he and Michael K. Williams had had some back and forth in the past. Mm -hmm. So I guess 50 felt like, oh, I'm going to keep that same energy. But what you can also choose to do is say nothing. Exactly. Like, people be like, oh, I'm not going to be fake just because a person died. If I had beef with them, that I had beef with them. And it's like, okay, but no one is asking you to show up and give the eulogy at their funeral. Like, you could just not say anything. And that would be just as effective. Right. Like, no one's asking you to be fake. No one's asking you to get up and put positive RIP posts. Just say nothing and leave it at that. Exactly. If you didn't like the person, that's all, man. 50, that was a lot. Yeah, it was too much. You shouldn't have done that. You should. I would say you should have known better, but it's again, it's 50 cents. So I don't know. But notable um, Michael K. Williams roles real quick, because we do want to keep it, remember it, and leave it on the positive note. Of course, Omar on The Wire, timeless character, one of the best characters in TV ever. He was also recently on Lovecraft Country. That show was big. He was in a few other movies, too. Yeah, he was in The Purge, which is also 
another big movie. Mm-hmm. Got Superfly. He was in Django. Assassin's that- Creed. Mm-hmm. Hood classic. Doing hard time. Now that's a deep cut right there. Well, yeah. semi deep cut. Depends on how how many hood movies you watched in your day. But doing <laughs> hard time. If you love hood movies, you know you know you know he was in that. You know that movie. Yeah, that was intense one. But rest in peace, Michael K. Williams, man. Now let's get on to some more mess, some more uh, negativity on this turmoil Tuesday. (laughs) So Dr. Dre is suing his ex-wife, Nicole Young. Why do I feel like I heard that before? Yeah, I feel like, are we taking a step back a couple months? Because this headline, again, very (laughs) similar. Deja vu, man. Mm -hmm. In this one, according to The Blast, Dr. Dre and his legal team are suing her for now allegedly stealing money from Recording One Studio in Sherman Oaks, California. Yep. The documents explain that she had maintenance and control over the assets of Recording One. And she was given the ability to draw checks and transfer funds on behalf of the business. But Dre is alleging that she was withdrawing money for herself. She Mm. said, I need this for me. He said she took over $353,000 from the company. They said she egregiously breached her fiduciary duties by embezzling and stealing money from the company's bank account, using the money for her own personal obligations. Honey. That's a no, no, Nicole Cole. (laughs) you getting spousal support and you stealing some money from the company like now you being greedy embezzled uh-uh now nicole young's attorney samantha specter is saying that nicole has already returned the money and she had every right to take the money while they were still married but she has returned it since they are no longer married now they're also still going back and forth over the prenup agreement and Nicole is alleging that Dr. Dre ripped up the prenup in a romantic action one time. And Dre is basically saying that didn't happen. So that's also still in the balance. Like we said, very, very messy. <laughs> we don't know what's going to happen with this. But do you think that she'll be penalized for this, seeing as how she did allegedly give the money back? Or do you think Dre is going to try to play like, oh, she didn't give it back and they're still going to go after her for that? I don't know. This is so tricky. Like, I love how she always brings up that whole ripping up the prenuptials romantic gesture. That's her story. And she's sticking with it to the end. <laughs> she is going to the grave with that story. She I always think. say that. Even if it didn't happen, she might make Dre start believing it now. How, <laughs> how much she's sticking to that story. Exactly. So I'm like... I mean, she did take it, but the whole marriage, they are single and divorce happened. I don't know. It just, legal stuff is tricky. Yeah, we'll see what's going to happen with that. Let's get on to this Eminem mural, though. So there was a new Eminem mural in Detroit by an artist by the name of Chris Devins. And he had spent all weekend painting this mural. It was like a young Eminem. And it was a really dope painting. If you get a chance to look at it on Instagram, go look at it. His name is Chris Devins on IG. But somebody was hating. Somebody obviously did not like Eminem and they decided to deface the mural after he spent all weekend painting it. So yeah, the mural's about six feet tall and it had been vandalized with 18 bird head sketches drawn with a Sharpie on this mural. And so Chris Devins, he did take the Instagram and he said, only one day after its completion, some idiot in Detroit already defaced the new M mural. You can't give some people anything good. Dumb. I can probably fix it, but damn. Yeah, man. And it's like you take the time out of your own life to do that. No one hired him to do this. This wasn't some project that he was brought on to or anything like that. He just felt compelled to do it just as an act of appreciation for Eminem and what he's done for representing Detroit. And then somebody comes and draws all over it with a Sharpie. It's just like, man, stop hating. Right. Why would you do that? The spirit of hate and negativity is in the air 
right now. I don't know what it is, but it's out here. Yeah, definitely. Now, even more of that, let's go on to Beyonce and Jay-Z. So they are catching heat right now for their new Tiffany and Co. campaign. It's called About Love. We talked about it a few episodes back. And in the ad where Beyonce and Jay are dressed up and looking so elegant, they have this rare Basquiat painting in the background. And of course, they're wearing the rare or Beyonce's wearing the rare Tiffany diamond in the ad. It's worth 30 million dollars, like just luxury, elegance, opulence, all of that. Now, a lot of people in Basquiat's life that knew him and people that worked with him, collaborated with him, they were not feeling any of this, right? Yeah, not at all. So one person named Alexis Adler, well, she said this. She said, I seen the ad a couple days ago and I was horrified. Mm-hmm. Now, she lived at Basquiat between 1979 and 1980. And she says the commercialization and commodification of Basquiat and his art at this point, it's really not what Basquiat was about. Right. Mm. And she was like, unfortunately, the museums came to his art late. So most of his art is in private hands and people don't get to see it except for the shows. But she said, why show it as a prop to an ad? loan it out to a museum and there are very few black artists that get represented in western museums so that was Basquiat's goal to get to the museum not Mm -hmm. to get to a Tiffany store to advertise their diamonds for them there was another one of Basquiat's contemporaries named Al Diaz who did a lot of collaborations with Basquiat for their street art duo which was SAMO SAMO and Al Diaz said people think that his association with luxury was because he was impressed with that ish but he couldn't care less it's not just about wearing an Armani suit. If he wore it, it was because he could buy it and F it up. It wasn't because the stitches were fabulous or well-made. Mm. So he was just shedding some insight onto how Basquiat actually felt about luxury in general. It's like, it's not like because he cared about it oh so much. It was mm. just like, okay, this is a thing and it doesn't mean any, that much to me. And, it, and to show you how much it doesn't mean to me, I'm going to treat it like it's nothing, basically. He was saying that was Basquiat's idea of luxury. Right. And I think this part is interesting where another one of his friends were basically saying that, you know, Tiffany wouldn't even let Basquiat in the store. Like if he were like to come in and like buy something or even use the bathroom. Right. Like Tiffany wouldn't even have let someone like Basquiat in. So wow. that's interesting, too. Ooh, yeah. So a lot of people were coming at uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce for this. Not just people that knew Basquiat and worked with him, but even fans on Twitter were coming at them, too. So it's a lot. Clearly, we've been through a lot today. I feel like this episode has been traumatic enough. So we're going to close it out on that note and have some more positivity for you tomorrow. All right. (laughs) That's the recap of what's been going down this Labor Day weekend. As always, subscribe to this podcast on all platforms, wherever you're listening to your podcast at Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Podcast, Podbeam, Amazon Music, all of that. We up there. Subscribe to us and subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's Hip Hop DX. And be sure to follow us on all of our social medias, like our Instagram, our Twitter, our TikTok at Hip Hop DX. Yep, you can follow us too. I am at Asia Sky on all platforms. And I'm at A Dub on everything too. Alrighty, we'll see you tomorrow with more daily news. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.